There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Stay calm. Just don't move. 
Oh, my God. They coming through to you now? Find out if there's anybody here on the 83rd floor. Ma'am, don't worry. You stay on the phone with me, and we're already Can you find out if there's anyone on the 83rd floor? Because Ma'am, I already heard somebody. Excuse me. I already notified this lieutenant, okay? Uh, Ado, I notified ACD. Ado? Yes, Lieutenant Ado. I already notified the lieutenant that there's five people on the first floor, right? Very hot and smoky. So they will overlook you, okay, dear? Can you, can you? I already did that. Can I line with you, please? Yes, ma'am. I am going to say. I feel like I'm dying. Listen, Mrs. Peggy. Uh, uh, They're here? Are they inside with you yet, dear? No. Okay, stay calm till they get inside. Can you where they are? Ma'am, stay, stay, ma'am, stay calm till they get inside. Karen. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Well, it's right in every American heart And it's time we stand and say That I'm proud to be an American Where
uh, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with a special broadcast. Uh, of the events uh, and commemoration of uh, 9-11. We did this, uh, we did a similar broadcast last year and uh, it met with great success and hopefully uh, this one will be as memorable. I could say it, I could say it, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as eloquent as it wouldn't be as profound it wouldn't be as moving as um fox contributor robert uh, jo- uh peter johnson jr last year he said it and he said it better than anybody could and uh so let's let his words speak The darkness is lifted and morning is broken over New York Harbor as Ground Zero memorials become a World Trade Center future. In 12 years, we've come to understand the power of faith and the pain of sacrifice more than we ever imagined. And just like the souls of the faithful departed who sought heavenly refuges they flew from windows above the pool now filled in their memory the fate of their brothers and sisters who rushed into the burning towers to save them were also sealed now sick first responders die day by day in slow motion replay of 9-11 free falls. So above all, on this day, we honor the dead and the living and the sick, innocents and heroes, all of every color, creed, and station. We aspire to greatness of those who have loved and lost, who served and died in New York City, at the Pentagon, in Pennsylvania, and in Shanksville, and in Iraq and Afghanistan. But the association we yearn requires deep daily obligation. Remembering today is a beginning, not an ending, because duty and sacrifice is in the doing and serving, and the measure of the strength of our union is not in the iconic design of a memorial or a politician's September 11th promise to tearful survivors. It's how we respond to the challenges when this anniversary is passed. Do we answer the call to a national service? Do we embrace the romance of duty? Do we demand the necessity of honor? Twelve years later, we do. And we have and we will. Twelve years from now, In the shadow of the lady statue we call liberty, we must say to the friends we knew and the friends we never had, the friends we never had a chance to meet, that the call has been answered, the duty redeemed, the honor affirmed, 
the mission completed. That that a crying sky that is once filled with ash and tears of desperation has seeded a new skyline of aspirations achieved, obligations met, and debts paid. As I visited the Tribute Center yesterday and saw still grieving family members and courageous FEMA search and rescue task force from around the country, I thought of a happy time at the Trade Center to balance the sadness, dinner at the windows of the world and the market, long days and nights working in the governor's office. Ten years ago, when I spoke at the funeral of my friend and fire chaplain, Michael Judge, I relied on the optimistic letter he wrote my daughters a few weeks before his death as a prophecy of our resurgence and resilience. I sat and glazed at Lady Liberty, so majestic with her torch burning brightly, and through the great feelings of joy and happiness and hope that my mother and father experienced when they saw her for the first time as their boat came into New York Harbor. It was their dream come true. 1921, oh, so long ago. They had no idea of all the blessings and few sorrows that lie ahead of them. They were so brave and had such faith and trust in God that that he brought them to these shores and that he would care for them. In New York City, 12 years later, those we lost smiled knowingly that they are never forgotten as mourning has broken in America. Peter Johnson, Jr., a Fox News analyst and an attorney, he said it, and he said it best, better than I could ever hope to say. So, here we are once again. Another year has passed. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember where you were that fateful morning? Were you at work? Were you at play? What were you doing? All of this and more reminds me of what it must have been like, or gives me rather pause for thought of what it must have been like on the day that Martin Luther King was gunned down, or perhaps President Kennedy, or Pearl Harbor. I've often heard the question before 9-11, before that awful day, people asking the questions of those folks. Do you remember where you were? I wondered and hoped that I would never experience a question like that. But here we are, a new generation of Americans experiencing that question. Do you remember where you were? Yes, we do. We do indeed. And today, we honor those, as Peter Johnson Jr. said, both living, dead, suffering. We honor them. We remember. We'll, we'll never forget. Of course not. So, with that in mind, let's take a, 
a short break and listen. Listen. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. The thing in the back, um, because it's not answering, somebody's stabbed in business class. And um, I think there's mates that we can't breathe. I, I don't know. I think we're getting hijacked. Which flight are you on? Flight 12. And what seat are you on? Ma'am, are you there? Yes. What 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 seat are you in? Ma'am, what seat are you in? We're with the grip box and we're up in the air. We're supposed to go to LA and the cockpit's not answering their phone. Okay, but what seat point? are you sitting in? What's the number of your seat? Okay, I'm in my jump seat right now. Okay. At three R. Okay, you're the flight attendant? I'm sorry, did you say you're the flight attendant? Hello? Yes, hello? What is your name? Hi, you're going to have to speak up. I can't hear you. Sure. What is your name? Okay, my name is Betty Ong. I'm number three on flight 11. Okay. And the cockpit is not answering their phone. And there's somebody staffed in business class, and there's... We can't breathe in business class. Somebody's got mates or something. Can you describe the person that you said someone is what in business class? Um, I'm, I'm sitting in the back. Somebody's coming back from business. If you can hold on for one second, they're coming back. Is this one of the 
you gave her name is Betty on. Betty, I'm, I'm number three. I'm number three on this flight. You're the number three on the flight? Yes. And this is flight 11? Somewhere to where? Have you guys called anyone else? No. Uh, somebody's calling medical. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I, I played that clip for a reason, and here it is. I'd like for you to take a moment and put yourself on that plane, in that jump seat, just for a moment. And think about Take a moment, if you will, to think about how you would react. I myself have given this this very idea a lot of thought. How would I have reacted on on any of those planes and any of those situations? How would I have reacted if trapped in the Twin Towers? I know it's hard to answer those questions. Of course it is. But I'm sure, no, I suspect that a lot of you have given that some thought. So, here we are, once again... What do you think? Well, let's take a call. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hey, Dr. Jones. This is uh, Tad Oathkeeper from In Defense of Freedom. Just calling in on my lunch break. I've been trying to listen in throughout the day. Caller? uh, I wanted to thank you for getting involved. away uh, Away from the phone. We'll get back to him. All right. So here we go. Well, you know what I think? It's hard to put into words how we've gotten that to this point. She is calm. One wonders. Let's take let's take uh we'll take a short break and and um Let's just take one more listen here, and then we'll we'll get to our callers. Ah, Patrick, on his lunch break. Okay, so we'll take one more. We'll play one more clip, and then we'll get to our we'll get to our calls. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, on another memorable day. Also, the show is being simulcast on Stitcher uh, Radio. So we'll be right back. It is Tuesday 
everybody has told me that has lost loved ones, you'll lose the sound of their voice. I've probably listened to the message hundreds of times. It's there. I hear it. I know it. I'm still very fragile to listen to it. And so I'm comforted to know it's there, but I don't. I don't listen to it.
on the machine, which sounded frantic. When I first spoke to him, he sounded very calm, very controlled. He said to me, I'm going to be okay. You know, there's a fire, but I'm going to be okay. And he said he would like to stay down low. I mean, right? What we learned, stay down low if there's a fire. And he stayed down low, and he was hiding behind a desk, and he was trying to call for help, and he had no idea what was going on. I think I'm okay. I'm safe now. I just want to say how much I love you. And uh, I will uh, call you when I'm safe. Okay, Mom? Bye. September 11th was a beautiful, beautiful day, and everyone always will remember, I know. I was very pleased to be going to a yoga class around the corner in the village hall. And at the end of the class, I walked home. And when I came into this house, there was a blinking light on the answering machine, and I had six messages. Not the usual thing. And one of the messages was from Stephen. I just went out in the backyard and I sat in a plastic, you know, $5 plastic chairs under a tree and put the phone in my lap, preparing myself for what I would need to face. Jim Gartenberg joins us. He was on the 86th floor of, uh, I'm not sure which tower was it, the north or south, Jim? It's World Trade Center 1, and it's not was. I am here, and I'm stuck right now. Are you, are you above, Jim, or below? I have no idea. I have no idea where the plane hit. I'm, it's my understanding that it's a plane. Jim, um, there are two planes. One went into one tower. One went into the other tower. What do, what do you see around you? I mean, are you in, are you in smoke? Are you in fire? I mean, the first thing that I want to make clear is that I'm stuck on the 86th floor. Um, a fire door has trapped us. Debris has fallen around us, and part of the core of the building is blown out. How many people are with you, Jim? I'm with one other person, and I'm told that people are aware of this. I'm on the 86th floor on the east side of the building facing the East River. And what time did you get? I'm on the air. I want to tell anybody that has a family member that may be in the building that the situation is under control for the moment, and the danger has not increased. So please, all family members, take it easy.
today. Today we tell the story of the 9-11 attacks through some of the words spoken that morning, 10 years ago. A newly released document includes recordings of air traffic controllers, military pilots, and others reacting to the fast-moving events of that fateful day. On September 11, 2001, 19 Al-Qaeda members hijacked four passenger planes in the eastern part of the United States. They crashed two of them into the World Trade Center in New York City, destroying the Twin Towers as we know. A third plane hit the Pentagon, the Defense Department headquarters outside Washington, D.C. The fourth plane crashed in a field in Pennsylvania. The documents that I have here are known as audio monograph. And they begin with normal radio calls shortly after 8 o'clock. American Airlines Flight 11 had just left Boston from Los Angeles with 92 people on board. Now, the question again is where were you during this time? I myself was a recently retired Marine officer sitting on my couch that morning in a Yahoo chat room. As I sat chatting in the Yahoo chat room, military chat room, one of the chatters said to everyone, turn on the news. Turn on your local news. A plane has just hit the Twin Towers. They believe it's a small passenger plane. Reminiscent of the aircraft that struck the Empire State Building way back in the mid to late 1920s. I think it was like early 1930s. So I turned on the television and as I'm watching, I'm hearing the announcers say that they believe it was a small, that the plane was a small passenger plane. And that they do not believe that there was an act of, act of terrorism. As I sat there just a few minutes later, I watched in horror as the second plane hit the towers. Two days later, I received a call from Headquarters Marine Corps asking me to once again answer the call. And I did. I retired again for the second time 12 years later. I answered the call and so did many others. What about you, though? What have you done to remember the victims of 9-11? Better to ask the question, is there anything we can do besides remember? Boston Center. Good morning, America 11. With you passing through 190 for 230. Controller. America 11, Boston Center. Roger, climb, maintain level 280. Soon radio contact is lost. A flight attendant on the plane, Betty Onuk, 
called the company officer to report the hijacking. A woman in that office then calls the airline emergency line, Nina Gonzalez. So far, what I've gotten, the number five flight attendant has been stabbed. But she seems to be breathing. The number one seems to be stabbed pretty badly. And she's lying down on the floor. They don't know whether she's conscious or not. The other flight attendants are in the back. Um, it's as far as I know. It seems like the passengers in the coach section might not be aware of what's going on right now. At 8.24, the voice of hijacker Mohammed Atta was heard over the radio. Nobody move. Everybody will be okay. If you try to make any moves, you will injure yourself and the airplane. Just stay quiet. Those are direct quotes. At 8.50, controller in New York, controllers in New York received a call from another plane. Unknown pilot. Anybody know what that smoke is in lower Manhattan? New York Center. I'm sorry, say again. Unknown pilot. A lot of smoke in lower Manhattan. New York Center. A lot of smoke in lower Manhattan. Unknown pilot. Coming out of the top of the World Trade Center. Major fire. Let's take a call. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yep, call you're on. You talking to the area code nine one zero? There you are. Okay, I hear you now. Yeah, I had to unmute my phone. This is Mark, and I'm from uh, North Carolina. All right, and we're back. Having some trouble hearing my caller there. I'm not sure if it's an uh, issue over here or an issue over there. Well, moving forward. You all heard him. So it must there must be an issue over here then. Not sure what that issue is, and I'll try to correct it as we go along. Uh, let's see here. Uh-huh. Now I know what the problem is. Now we're back. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hello, Dr. Jones. This hey. is Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. I had, a, I had a simple issue over here, and that was simply to turn up the volume. <laughs> I understand that. I do yeah. that much time and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, let me ask you something. Have you got a minute? Where were yes, you? I, Where were you doing the uh, during the nine eleven attack? What were you doing? Well, uh, the day that nine uh, eleven happened, I was at work at uh, the plant. I was running uh, one of my uh, uh, seventeen. Uh, heat treat furnaces in the uh, heat heat treat facility for Dana Corporation in uh, uh, Statesville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Are you there now? No, I'm actually uh, laying in bed in the nursing facility. I had a stroke back in 2007. 
Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I know how uh, devastating strokes can be, uh, given that uh, you know a uh, few family members have suffered uh, some uh, similar events. So we're sorry to hear about that. But uh, if you could, um, you know, tell us, g- give us your thoughts on 9/11 and what uh, you know, uh, and 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 how do you commemorate this day, uh, if at all? Well, I remember it uh, because uh, you know I, I was just running one of the furnaces and. Uh, one of the guys came up uh, from back in the office area the, uh, where they uh, had the uh, uh, metal, metallic, the metallurgy lab, and they said that a, a small plane had hit uh, one of the trade, World Trade Centers, and so uh, that per- piqued everybody's interest then. Now, we found out later it wasn't a small plane. It was a big plane, mm-hmm. and, you know, then later on the towers did come down, but uh, – I remember it uh, by thinking on it uh, and uh, also by uh, making sure that I uh, mark uh, who it was that did it to us and uh, why they did it to us. Yeah, yeah, and, and I couldn't agree more. You know, there there's lots of speculation that uh, 9-11 was uh, some sort of an inside job that, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists abound. Uh, I tend to think that, um, you know, that kind of thing, which we'll hear a lot of in the next, uh, you know, on Blog Talk Radio about, um, I think it's blasphemous. And I also believe that, uh, you know, there's there's no place for that on this particular day, even though I just brought it up. What do you think about such things? I think it uh, cheapens the memory of those that uh, lost their lives on uh, 9/11. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Especially the uh, sacrifice of those that ran into that uh, building to save those that were uh, trapped up in the upper stories. Yeah. And and and, and you know what? I tend I tend to agree. Um, I think that uh, you know such talk is, uh, is 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 out of bounds. Uh, I had uh, I had a person uh, who who I speak with uh, regularly on Blog Talk Radio, and that's pretty much all he ever talks about. So um, I, I think that at this time it, it's 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 a point of reflection and introspection with regard to how we conduct our daily lives and the fact that tomorrow's promised to no one. And often, I often, and I'll ask you, I'll ask you. I often put myself as best I can in the situations that we've all heard about and wonder how I would have react under the same circumstances. Do you ever do that? Yes, I do, especially in as it regards uh, Flight 93. What what would I have done if I was on Flight 93 and knowing, you know, having talked to somebody on the telephone, knowing what had happened earlier in the uh, with the other planes, what would I have done? Yeah. Would have yeah. been one of those that uh, said, let's roll and headed to the front. Just, you know, you know, situation, you know, whatever happens is going to happen, you know, because I can't control what they're going to do. But all I can do is control how I react to it. Well, you know what, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, please hold uh, on and uh, listen to the show as best you can, if you if you're still able to, and we'll, we'll uh, take another call and we'll get right back to you if you're st- if you're still uh, inclined to uh, to offer a comment. So, I'm uh, always up for. All right, caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. All right. 
think that caller's just listening in. Hey, if you'd like to chime in and you'd like to uh, to, to uh, give a comment, just uh, you know, hit the one button and then we'll we'll bring you on board. Um, we've got a whole host of folks in the chat room today. Uh, we're going to be um, uh, discussing uh, 9/11 and commemorating 9/11 all day long, all the way into later on this night, uh, later on tonight. So let's go ahead. And put it out there for everybody so they'll know which shows are being broadcast later on after my show is over. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. We'll be right back.
All right. We're back. Uh, I think we had some Skype uh, some Skype issues going on here. Yeah, yeah, it did get uh, get kind of screwy for there there for a minute, but that sort of thing happens from time to time. Those trapped in the towers left their messages. I'm here. The building is full of smoke. One male caller caught in the upper floors of one of the two towers reported to the police sergeant that the stairwells are packed. One of the two floors, on one of the two floors is a big hole. Pat Hoy, a 53-year-old executive with the Port Authority in charge of special projects at the George Washington Bridge and Lincoln Tunnel, left his last public words. He called a police desk sergeant from the 64th floor of the North Tower minutes before it collapsed. And I quote, I've got 20 people here with me. What do you suggest? The response was, sit tight. Stay near the stairwells and wait for the police to come up. The response? They will come up, huh? Hoyo asked. Okay. Then we'll stay here. Then there was a loud commotion. Quote, If you would, just report that we're up here. He called back a few minutes later. The smoke is getting kind of bad, so we're going to... We're contemplating going down the stairwell. Does that make sense? Yes, the police desk man said. Try to get out. And here we are. So let's take a call. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hey, Dr. Jones, it's Holger. Holger, there he is. Hey there. Hi. I finally got a crappy connection. I'm out driving on my uh, hands-free here, but I, I just wanted to make sure I, I told you how, how appreciative I am that you are doing the show today. Well, no, no, it's 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 uh, it's it's a it's a it's a pleasure to have uh, to have been asked to help with the shows the, uh, this time around. Um, we did something similar last year, and it was um, you know it was a very moving experience, and I was very very happy to do it. So to be asked this time. You know, was uh, has been a great honor for me. Even though we've had some technical glitches with me not turning the sound up in one instance and Blog Talk Radio crapping out another, it's been great so far. And you know, all of the hosts who have uh, who've come before me, uh, starting this morning uh, with Red Fox. I mean, they have just put on phenomenal shows and given out great information and had some great uh, some some uh, some moving memories of uh, of of nine eleven events. And of course, uh, we're looking forward to you a little bit later on this evening. Yeah, well, and I can't see the chat room, but uh, for those those people that showed up in the chat room, I want to thank them for remembering today. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a lot of folks have taken time out of their busy day to listen in to the show and to uh, to participate in the chat room, which is which is ab- absolutely fabulous. Given the fact that you know we all have a lot of things to do in our daily lives, but to take some time out of our day, a couple of hours out of the day, uh, and perhaps even a bit more to uh, to to commemorate this occasion and not forget. Because as Freedom Wings typed in the chat room just a few moments ago, uh, she has heard no end of people saying, hey, let's move on. 
you know, why dredge up these old memories? Why I'm paraphrasing it as uh, because I've only I only got a chance to read a little bit of it, but basically the gist is let's move on. You know, uh, you know, let's let's forget these painful memories. Let's, uh, you know, let's let the folks rest in peace. Why do you, why do you think we shouldn't do that? Well, you know, it's a few years ago the the the, the it came down that this should just be a day of service now. You know, mm-hmm. that we shouldn't remember. And you know, quite frankly, um, between the political correctness and the multi multiculturalism in the country, you know, I think there's a lot of people that don't want to you know, focus on who and why did this, uh, why they did this. And, uh, you know, this this is a day that, that we have to remember. You know, I'm going to remember this the rest of my life, and it's kind of hard for me to believe that another American um, is not affected that same way. Well, yeah, and, and you're you're exactly right. Um I think that uh, as I stated earlier during the uh, during the show uh you know we uh, we have uh, a lot of us you know I'm I'm 50 50 years old and uh I haven't really had the opportunity to uh to experience the question until 911 of where were you when Put fill in the blanks. Um, you know, I've heard people ask the question. I've heard I've heard pundits ask the question. Um, prognosticators ask, "Well, where were you? You know, when Martin Luther King died, or where were you when uh, when, when Kennedy was was assassinated? Where were you uh, during Pearl Harbor?" Now, now we this generation, the last two generations, are experiencing this very same question: Where were you? During 9/11, you know, uh, you know, and uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of opportunity for reflection and introspection at this time to really put in perspective, you know, what life really should be about, especially when you're listening to the last words of loved ones for the and and they're professing their love. And honor and devotion uh, in their very last minutes. They know they're going to die, you know. And uh, and 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 all they can think to do, and all that they believe is important, is to call someone and tell them that they love them. And to me, that speaks more to the human spirit than anything else. Well, exactly. And and you know, you talk. Everybody's heard that. You know, where were you when when Kennedy was assassinated? But you know, the difference with nine eleven is, you know, that that's nearly two, uh, nearly three thousand people that died that day. And and just imagine, you know, how many people, how many mothers and brothers and sons and daughters and cousins and uncles and grandparents that that affected. Um, you know, people heard about Kennedy being assassinated, but th- these are people in their own family that died that day. Um, you know, the, the the effect on the country was was devastating. Um, it, it, I can't even imagine the number of people connected to all of those dead on that day. Yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. It's it's been an interesting time, and. Um, uh, and and when I say interesting times, it uh, reminds me of the old proverb, may you live in interesting times, which is not so much a blessing but a curse. And here we are living in interesting times where we have those of us who wish to never forget, 
to commemorate this time, to honor the dead, to honor the, honor the fallen and the heroes. And then there are people out there who simply want us to let it go. Just, just let it go, you know. And uh, I, I, I simply don't understand it. You know, I have not met now personally. I haven't spoken to anyone who's ever suggested any such thing. Uh, but, uh, but I'm, but I suspect there are a great many people who are going to be doing that very same thing today. Just let it go. And uh, you know, I just wonder how how anyone could think that way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I've got to run here. I, I really appreciate your taking the call, and again, uh, uh, thanks to, to you and the other hosts that are that are putting this on today. It's, it's uh, I've, I've been able to catch a little bit of, of pretty much every show since midnight mm-hmm. last night, and it's and it's just great. So, um, never forget, man. All right, man. We'll we'll t- look in for your show a little bit later. All right, we'll do. Thanks, All right. Doctor. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. So that was my main man, Holder, whose show's coming up a little bit later on this evening. Uh, he's going to bring it down for us a little bit later. Hey, if you got a if you got a, co- a question or a comment, something you want to say, get off your chest. The call in number is three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred, and press the one button. In the meantime, we're going to take one more break, and then we'll come right back, and then we'll we'll start to read off the names. It's my turn. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Listening in the back, um, the concept's not answering. Somebody's stabbed in business class. And um, I think there's mates that we can't breathe. I, I don't know. I think we're getting hijacked. Which flight are you on? Flight 12. And what seat are you in? Are you there? Yes. What 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 seat are you in? Ma'am, what seat are you in? We're up, we just left Boston. We're up in the air. I know. We're what, supposed to go to L.A. and the cockpit's not answering their phone. We're okay, but what seat point. are you sitting in? What's the number of your seat? Okay, I'm in my jump seat right now. Okay. At three R. Okay, you're the flight attendant. Did you say you're the flight attendant? Hello? Yes, hello? What is your name? I'm going to have to speak up. I can't hear you. Sure. What is your name? Okay, my name is Betty Ong. I'm number three on flight 11. Okay. And the cockpit is not answering their phone. And there's somebody staffed in business class, and there's we can't breathe in business class. Somebody's got mace or something. Can you describe the person that you said someone is what in business class? Um, I'm, I'm sitting in the back. Somebody's coming back from business. If you can hold on for one second, they're coming back. Hello? 
Yeah, I'm taking down all the information. We're also, um, you know, of course, recording this. Um, at this point, this is operations. What flight number are we talking about? Flight 12. Flight 12. Okay, I'm no, we're on flight 11 right now. This is flight 11. It's flight 11. I'm sorry, Nidhi. Boston to Los Angeles. Yes. Our number one has been stabbed, and our five has been stabbed. Can anybody get up to the cockpit? Can anybody get up to the cockpit? Okay, we can't even get into the cockpit. We don't know who's up there. Well, if they were shrewd, they would keep the door closed and... I'm sorry? Would they not maintain a sterile cockpit? I think the guys are up there. They might have gone their, down their way up there or, or something. Nobody can call the cops that we can't even get inside. Everyone remembers the pictures. But I think more, more and more about the sounds. I always ask people what they hear or what they heard that day in New York. We've all seen the films and the videotape, but the sound equipment of television crews didn't always catch what people have described as the deep, metallic roar. The other night on TV, there was a documentary on the ironworks of New York's Local 40, whose members ran to the site when the towers fell. They pitched in to rescue, then stayed for eight months to deconstruct a skyscraper, a skyscraper some of them had helped build 35 years before. An iron worker named uh, Jim Gaffney said, and I quote, My partner kept telling me, the buildings are coming down. And I'm saying, no way. And then we heard that noise that we'll, we'll never forget. It was like a creaking, and then the next thing you felt, the ground rumbling, end quote. Rudy Giuliani said it was like an earthquake. The actor Jim Caviezel saw the second plane hit the tower on television, and what he heard shocked him. Quote, a weird, guttural, uh, discordant sound, quote, end quote. He called it uh, a sound exactly like lightning. He knew because earlier that year, he'd been hit. My mom, uh, my son, then a teenager in high school acro across the river from the towers, heard the first plane go in at 8.45 a.m. It sounded, he said, like a heavy truck going hard over a big street grate. I think, too, about the sounds that came from within the buildings and within the planes and the phone calls and the messages left on answering machines. All the last things said to whomever was home and picked up the phone. They awe me. Those messages were um, very moving and very heartfelt. Something terrible has happened. Life was reduced to its essentials. Time was short. People said what counted, what really mattered. It's been noted that there is no record of anyone calling to say, I never liked you, or you hurt my feelings. No one negotiated past grievances or said, vote for 
Smith. Amazingly or not, there is no record of anyone damning the terrorists or saying, I hate them. No one said anything unneeded, extraneous or small or petty. Crisis is a great editor. Brevity, the soul of wit. When you read the transcripts, transcripts that have been released over the years, it's all so very clear. Flight 93 flight attendant, C.C. Uh, Lyles, 33 years old, in an answering machine message to her husband, and I quote, Please tell my children that I love them very much. I'm sorry, baby. I wish I could see your face again, end quote. 31-year-old Melissa Harrington, a California-based trade consultant at a meeting in the towers, called her father to say she loved him. Minutes later, she left a message on the answer machine as her new husband slept in their San Francisco home. Sean, it's me, she said. I just wanted to let you know I love you. End quote. Captain Walter Hines of the New York Fire Department's uh, Ladder 13 dialed home that morning as his rig left the firehouse at 85th Street and Lexington Avenue. He was on his way downtown. He said in his message, and things were bad. I don't know if we'll make it out. I want to tell you that I love you and I love the kids. End quote. Firemen don't become firemen because they're pessimists. Imagine being a guy who feels in his gut he's going to his death, and he calls on the way to say goodbye and make things clear. His widow later told the Associated Press she'd played his message hundreds of times and made copies for their kids. Quote, he was thinking about us in those final moments, end quote. Elizabeth Rivers saw it that way, too, when her husband left for the World Trade Center that morning. She went to a laundry where she heard the news. She couldn't reach him by cell and then rushed home. He called at 9.02 and reached their daughter. The child reported, quote, He say, Mommy, he say, He love you no matter what happens. He loves you. End quote. He never called again. Mrs. Rivas later said, he tried to call me. He called me. End quote. There was the, the amazing acceptance. Amazing. The people on the planes didn't have time to accept, to reflect, to think through. And yet so many showed the kind of grace you see in a hospice or, or in a movie. Peter Hansen, a passenger on United Airlines Flight 175, called his father. Quote, I think they intend to go to Chicago or someplace and fly into a building. End quote. Don't worry, Dad. If it happens, it will be very fast. On the same flight, Brian Sweeney called his wife got the answering machine, and told her they'd been hijacked. And I quote, 
Hopefully, I'll talk to you again. But if not, have a good life. I know I'll see you someday again. End quote. There was Tom Burnett's famous call from United Flight 93. Quote, We're all going to die. But three of us are going to do something. End quote. I love you, honey. Quote, there's, there's, that's in quotes as well. There were people saying essentially, in spite of my imminent death, my thoughts are on you and with you and on love. So I asked a psychiatrist the other day for his thoughts and he said, the people on the planes and in the towers were, quote, accepting the inevitable, end quote, and taking care of unfinished business. At death's door, people pass on a responsibility. Tell Billy I never stopped loving him and forgave him long ago. Take care of mom. Pray for me. Pray for me. I haven't been very good. They address what needs doing in their absence. This reminded me of the moment uh, when Tom Beamer of United uh, Flight 93 wound up praying on the phone with a woman he'd never met before, a Verizon Airphone supervisor named Lisa Jefferson. She said later that his tone was calm. It seemed as if they were old friends, she later wrote. They said the Lord's Prayer together, and then he said, Let's roll. This is what I get from the last messages. People are often stronger than they know, bigger, more gallant than they guess. And this, we're all lucky to be here today and able to say what deserves saying. And if you say it a lot, it won't make it common and so unheard but known and absorbed, I think the sound of the last messages of what was said will live as long as human history and contain within it as much human history as anyone can ever imagine. We'll take a couple of calls and then we'll go down our list. Bad girl, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation hey. Report. Hey, Hey, Dr. Jones. I just wanted to um, convey the message that uh, Patrick was trying to say to you before when he, uh, when you couldn't hear him. Yeah. He just wanted to thank you very much for being part of the lineup and tell you um, that he he respects you so much and thinks that your show is wonderful and we're humbled by the response that we got to doing this marathon. Well, well, uh yeah, Beth, I think that uh, you know, for, well first I'd like to I I I like thank thank all of you for including me. Uh, I I believe it's a great honor. Now, we did a show uh sim we did we did a group of shows similar 
to this one uh, last year, but certainly not on a scale of this magnitude uh, from be- from the beginning of the uh, the day until the end of the day. It, it was nothing like this, and this was uh, very well done and well put together. And I'd like to thank my guy uh, David Graham for his wonderful promo, which he oh, which he put together. Fabulous. He put together that promo at at a moment's notice, and he got it to me about uh, what thirty minutes after I asked for it. Wow. It, it was it, he is phenomenal. He puts together the, the, some of the best promos, and and I do thank him for that. He's paid handsomely for it, but he did put together such a fine promo, and and uh, so so God bless him for that. And thank you so much for including me. And uh, in a moment, we'll start to run down the list. Hopefully, I'll have time to complete it uh, before the end of the show. Um, but uh, yeah, once again, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, 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 this 9-11? Where were you? I was just walking into work at a synagogue. And um, yeah, I had uh, called into Sean's show. And uh, my first thoughts were, like my my whole body just started to shake because my brother-in-law works in Tower One, and my sister had just finished chemo and radiation, and I was just horrified at the thought of her being a widow. But I found out like a half an hour or maybe an hour later that he had worked the party Saturday, so he had a comp day and he was home. And I praise the Lord for that. But um, many of the congregants that we had had people that worked in this trade center because we're fairly close to it here in New Jersey. Yeah. And my congregation in the synagogue um, lost quite a few people. Yeah. We had bomb threats, so we had to do all sorts of security implementing um, because High Holy Days were coming up. Yeah. It, so it was very hectic. But, and one of my nephews, his classmate, lost her dad. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman that I worked for after I worked at the synagogue lost his son. And he had just had a meeting with the son at the church yeah. center and was like three blocks away. So it's... We just were. I couldn't go home. I was and I stayed at the synagogue until I think like midnight. Yeah. So. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get started. Uh, I'll take one more call and then we'll get that, we'll get started running down the list. Um, Thank you, Doc. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right, that was uh, Beth, bad girl, uh, who uh, I believe is the uh, architect of um, you know putting these shows together, or at least one of the one of the many who uh, responsible for uh, putting uh, putting this all together. And, and thank God for that. If anyone needs this uh, the promo uh, that I have that uh, David Graham put together, please do uh, send me an email to U.S. Marine the number one at hotmail.com and I'll shoot it right, right out to you anybody who hasn't done the show yet I'll get it right out to you within within the within a few minutes uh but uh in the meantime let's let's start to run down the list a little bit here uh 992 is where I start 
And so we'll start with Janine Nicole Gonzalez, Rosa J. Gonzalez, Mauricio Gonzalez, Lynn Catherine Goodchild, Calvin Joseph Gooding, Peter Morgan Goodrich, Harry Goody, Karen Kumar Reddy Gupa, Catherine C. Grabat, Lisa Finn Goldstein, Karen Gordon, Sebastian Gorky, Karen Joseph Gorman, Thomas Edward Grom, Michael Edward Gold, Douglas Allen Goldswell, Yogi Goya, Joan Richard Grabowski, Catherine Michael Grady, Edwin J. Graff III, David Martin Grafman, Gilbert Francis Grenados, Lauren Katsu, Katsuzi, and her unborn child, Elvira Granito, Winston Arthur Grant, Christopher S. Gray, Ann J. Gray, James Michael Gray, Tara McLeod Gray, John M. Graziasso, Timothy George Graciano, Graciasso, sorry, Wade Brian Green, Andrew Peter Charles Curry Green, Derek Arthur Green, Wanda Anita Green, Elaine Myra Greenberg, Donald Freeman Green, Gail R. Green, James Arthur Greenleaf Jr., Eileen Marsha Greenstein, Elizabeth Martin Gregg, Dennis Marie Gregory, Donald H. Gregory, Florence Morgan Gregory, Pedro Graham, John Michael Griffin, Tawana Sherry Griffin, Joan Donna Griffin, Warren Griffin, Francis Edward Gorgon, David Joseph Grimmer, Joseph F. Gorillo, Kenneth George Gonzalez, Joseph Gresslake, Matthew James Gramilki, Gramilski, sorry, I'm <laughs> Robert Joseph Grehasha, Lemming Goo, Richard J. Gudango, Gudano, sorry, Joseph A. Guadalupe, Ascendi Yin Zhu Gwen, Jeffrey E. Gunja, Joseph P. Galaxon, 
Babita, Gumen, Douglas, Brian, Guerin, Janet, Ruth, Gustafson, Philip, T. Guza, Barbara, Grazado, Peter, Mark, Gilvi, Gregory, Robert Haig, Andrew, Lynn, Haberman, Barbara, Mary, Habib, Philip, Herzler, Nazmi, Habza, Karen, Elizabeth, Haggerty, Stephen, Michael, Haggis, Mary, Lou, Hogue, David, Halliman, Malik, Richard, Hale, Diane, Hale, McKenzie, Richard, B. Hall, Stanley, R. Hall, Valdwald, Jail, Gerald, Hall, no, that's not correct, Vlas, Vaswald, George, Hall, Robert, J. Halligan, Vincent, Gerald, Holleran, Carolyn B. Hallman, James Douglas Halverson, Salman Halmandi, no, Salman Hamdami, Robert W. Hamilton, Felicia Hamilton, Carl Max Hammond Jr., Frederick K. Hahn, Christopher James Hanley, Seen J. Sean S. Hanley, Valerie Joan Hanna, Thomas Fall Hannafin, Kevin James Hannaford Sr., Michael Lawrence Hanna, Dana Ray Hansen, Kristen Lee Hansen, Peter Burton Hansen, Sue Kim Hansen, Vasilo G. Harmus, James A. Harron, George Francis Hardcray, Jeffrey Pike Hardy, T. J. Hardgrove, Daniel Edward Harlan, Francis Haros, Harvey L. Harrell, Stephen J. Harrell, Melissa Marie Harrington, Alyssa Ann Harris, Stuart B. Harris, John Patrick Hart, Eric Hartuno, John Clinton Hartz, Emerald Harvey, Emrick Harvey, Peter Paul Hasim, Timothy S. Haskell, Thomas Theodore Haskell Jr. We'll take a short break from that and consider, folks, if you will, when I read off these names, I'm visualizing actual people who were in the towers on that day. It's so easy to read off a list of names and forget that these were actual people 
Sometimes you're reading letters on a piece of paper and there's no life to them. And sometimes one is forced to use their imagination to bring the words to life. But in this case, no such thing occurs. We remember that the names that we're reading are people. People. Living, breathing people with lives. Now I can tell by reading this list that some of these people were relatives of each other. Perhaps brothers, sister, husbands, wives. And they were together. So we'll take one more call with that in mind. Well, I had a call on the line and they dropped off. So we'll continue to read on with our list and hopefully our caller will call back before the end of the show. But just remember, the names. And I don't mean to belabor the point, but these are people. Someone's husband, mother, father, and on and on. Thomas Theodore Haskell, Jr. Joseph John Hansen III, Terrence S. Hatton, Leonard W. Hatton, Jr., Michael Haloub, Timothy Aaron Havilland, 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 there we go, Donald G. Havilish, Jr., Anthony Maurice Hawkins, Nobuhutu Hayashu, James Edward Hayden, Philip T. Hayes, Robert Joseph Hayes, Robert J. Hayes, W. Ward Haynes, Scott Jordan Hazelcorn, Michael Kevin Healy, Robert B. Herber, Charles Francis Xavier Heron, John F. Heffernan, Michael M. Heidenberger, Selena M. S. Hine, H. Joseph Heller Jr., Joanne L. Herderbride, Ronald J. Hemingway, Mark F. Hemshot, Ronnie Lee Henderson, Brian Hennessy, Edward R. Hennessy Jr., Michelle Marie Haraku, Joseph Patrick Henry, William L. Henry Jr., Katharina Henry Robinson, John Joseph, uh, John Christopher Henwood, Robert Allen Hepburn, Mary Harincia, Lindsay L. Harkness III, Harvey Robert Himmer, Caribral Velobos Henderson, Numberto Henderson, or Hernandez, Raul Hernandez, Gary Harold, Jeffrey Allen Hirsch, Thomas J. Herzl, Brian Christopher 
Hickey, Timothy Brian Higgins, Robert D. W. Henley II, Todd Russell Hill, Clara, Victorian Hines, Neil O. Hines, Mark Hindy, Robert Bruce Van Hine, Karasuki Haria, Heather Malaya Ho, Thomas Anderson Hobbs, Tara Yvette Hobbs, James J. Hobbin, Robert Wayne Hobson III, Dewan Hodgers, Robert George Hammer, Patrick A. Hoyo, John A. Hofford, Stephen Gerald Hoffman, Maria Hoffman, Frederick Joseph Hoffman, Michelle L. Hoffman, Judith Florence Hoffermeyer, Wallace Cole Holger Jr. No. Wallace Cold Hogan, Jr. Thomas Warren Hollerick, Jr. Jonathan R. Holman. Cora Halgado Holland. Joseph F. Holland. John Holland. Jimmy I. Holy. Elizabeth Holmes. Thomas Houlihan. Leroy Homer. Herbert Wilson Homer, Bradley V. Horn, James P. Hooper, Montgomery McCullough Horde, Michelle Joseph Horn, Matthew Douglas Horan, Robert L. Horahoe Jr., Michael Robert Horswick, Aaron Horwitz, Charles J. Houston, Yuhur G. Houston, Angela M. Holtz, George Gerald Howard, Brian K. Howard, Michelle C. Howell, Stephen Leon Howell, Maragos Hermada, Maria Al Hoskak, Stephen Halzark, Jr., Chris Robert Hughes, Paul Rexford Hughes, Timothy Robert Hughes, Robert T. Hughes, Thomas F. Hughes, Jr., Susan Hui, H-U-I-E, Lamare Lamar, Demetrius Holsel, John Nicholas Hember, Jr., William Christopher Hunt, Kathleen Ann Hunt Casey, Joseph Gerald Hunter, Peggy M. Hurt, Robert R. Hosa, Stephen N. Highland Jr., Robert J. Hamel, Thomas Edward Hines, Walter G. Hines, Joseph Anthony Lanley, Zahut Ibis, I B I S, Jonathan Lee Epi. Michael Patrick Akeen, Daniel Akavala, Frederick J. The J. Ill Jr., Abraham Nasnel 
Izowitz. Anthony P. Appen Jr. Louis S. Ignatrio. Christopher Nobi Ingracia. Paul Inella. Stephanie Veronica Irby. Douglas Jason Ingrang. Christy A. Irving Ryan. Todd Antone Isaac. Eric Haas Imberstein. Tazio Isnowikawa. Ishikawa. There, got it. Wield Joseph Iskander. Abraham Eskandrian. There we go. Sound it out. Uh, John Francis Oskin. Kazaringa Ito. Lance Bernard Ivory. Virginia May Jablonski. Brian C. Jack. Brooke Alexander Jackman. Aaron Jeremy Jacobs. Ari Louise Jacobs. Jansen Kyle Jacobs. Michael G. Jacobs. Stephen A. Jacob Jacobson. Stephen D. Jacoby. Rickman Juggernaut. Jake Dennis Jagoda. Ershivi S. Jan. Maria Jakabek. Robert Adrian Jailbert. Gracia E. James. Ernest James. Mark Stephen Jardim. Amy Nicole Jarrett. Muhammadu Jaraya. Maxima, Maxima Jean-Pierre. Francis Jean-Pierre. Paul Edwards Jeffers. John Charles Jenkins. Joseph Jenkins Jr. Alan Keith Jensen. Priyam Nam Jarat. Jennifer DeJesus. Narada DeJesus. Farah Girardi, Hindera Jim, Eliza Jemez Jr., Louise Jemez Jr., Charles Gregory John, Nicholas John, Denise M. Johnson, Scott Michael Johnson, Christopher D. Jones, William R. Johnson, Lashana Johnson, Allison Horseman Jones, Brian Leaner Jones, I'm sorry, Linder Jones, Charles Edward Jones, Donald W. Jones, Judith Lauter Jones, Mary S. Jones, Donald T. Jones II, Arthur Joseph Jones III, Andrew Brian Jordan, Robert Johnson Jordan, Albert Guinness Joseph, Carl Henry Joseph, Ingeborg Joseph, Stephen Joseph, James Eileen Hagen Josh, Anthony M. Jorvik, Angel L. Jabber Jr., Karen Sue Jude, Ann C. Judge, Michael F. Judge, 
Paul Williams Jorgen, Thomas Edward Jorgens, Sasiskaran Lamiskahatra Gandaba. And thank goodness for all those lessons in Farsi I learned in Coronado. Grababhara, no, Grabahara Kamadava Nova. Wow. Sherry Kendall, Howard Lee Kane, Jennifer Lynn Kane, Vincent D. Kane, Ju Ku Kang, Hilden Robert Cantor, Deborah N. Kaplan, Robin Lynn Kaplan, Alvin Peter Kaplman Jr., Charles H. Kozinski, William A. Karens, Douglas Jean Kopoloff, and Charles L. Casper. And that concludes my reading of the list of names for my part of the show. Wow. I didn't think that I'd be able to get through all the names in time to end the show, but we have uh, 20 minutes to spare. So maybe I shouldn't have gone so fast, but uh, I do I do think, once again, not to overstress, but it's important to remember, as I'm sure you all do, that the names on this list represent friends and family, friends, mothers, fathers. I I have to I have to always remind myself because quite frankly it's difficult after time passes to remember these things as well as we should. How many of our World War II survivors are veterans people who even lived during that time. How easy do you think it is for them to remember? And keep in mind the fact that the friends, the family, the comrades in arms, to remember their humanity. I don't think it's very hard. I simply think that time passes And there's a tendency, there's just a tendency. It's hard sometimes to remember that the U.S. Arizona represents and has within it the, t- the tomb of, of fallen warriors who died in battle. I visited the Memorial, the Arizona Memorial, and I had to remind myself that underneath where I was standing, well, I think you get the picture. No need to belabor the point. Cougars in the house. So, Let's take one more quick break, and we'll listen to perhaps one of my favorite. I, I love this. Uh, I love a new. There's a new uh, 
maybe it's not so new to you, but it's it's pretty much new to me. It's called PJ TV, and one of my favorites is Bill Whittle, and of course uh, uh, Andrew Clavin is a part of the group, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, the wit and humor and uh, information that's provided here. Let's take a little, uh, a short break and listen to a little bit of what uh, what they have to say regarding the changing faces of foreign policy. Eleven years after 9/11, are we safer? Well, they'll answer the question. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Remember the call-in number is three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. We've got a we've got some great shows coming up in the next uh wow, the next uh the, the next few hours. So let's go ahead and listen to the uh, take a listen to the promos and get the rundown on the next series of shows. Okay? Stay with me. Don't go away. We have got sixteen minutes left in this tribute to nine eleven. Where were you? in their own way. 
the 9-11 tribute, remembering the events of the day, and reverence for the fallen. None asked for it that day, but all got it. Tuesday, September 11th, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Right here. The C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. We've just got under 13 minutes left to end the show. Hey, uh, the the promo you just heard is from my good friend, my good buddy, um, David Graham of Stay Mad Radio and the author of the book, Stay Mad. He occasionally hosts a show on Blog Talk Radio uh, uh, and the promo that you just heard was produced by David with less than a half hour's notice. I would say from the time that I I told him that I needed a promo and I needed it fast, less than 30 minutes later, that promo that, promo that you just heard was in my email. If you're looking for a promo and you need it fast, the guy to go to is David Graham. I'm telling you right now. He'll pop it out for you nice and quick, and you'll dig it. You'll dig it. For any of you who have shows coming up and you you don't have the promo, please do get with me. The email address is usmarine1 at hotmail.com. My son's. My sons were called to service not because their dad was like whispering in their ear since they were three or four years old to join the United States Marine Corps and become one of the greatest warriors the world has ever known. No, my sons became Marines as a result of their call to duty as a result of 9-11. To this day, they serve our nation with distinction, and they make a dad proud. So today, folks, let's continue on remembering 9-11. Let's continue to never forget. And let's not allow politicians to let it be said that we should forget. Because there are certain politicians out there, and I don't, today is supposed to be an apolitical day for a lot of us, for, for everyone as well as it should be. But it bears suggesting, it bears repeating that we not allow anyone, politicians, our neighbors, our friends, anyone, to say to us, just let it go. No. Let's not. Let's keep remembering. And we've got a whole host of shows coming up all evening long. You've heard the promo. It's all good. And it's going to be great all the rest of the night. Peter Johnson Jr. said it best, folks. I couldn't say it any better, and I said it 
earlier today. Let's remember what 9-11 has taught us. To love one another. Let's not wait until times run out to say I love you to anybody that we actually love, that is. You know. But uh, I think that's one of the lessons that we should learn. Live in the day, live in the moment. And if you love somebody, hey, tell them. That's all those folks were thinking about. They were not thinking of themselves. Imagine that. In a world as cynical as we live in today, these people, the names that I just called out, the stories that you heard, every single one was thinking of someone else, their friends, their family. Imagine that. Will will you and I be so honorable if we're ever found in a similar situation? Or will some of us say, hey, don't forget to feed my dog? I don't know. Well, it's been a great pleasure hosting a show with this august group. And there are more shows to come right after mine. So join Annie the Radio Chick coming up next in just a few minutes with Cool Mike as her co-host. She's Batman. He's Robin. Or she's Annie and he's Mike. Yeah. So so join them. Let's move on over there. Let's get on over there in just a few minutes and, and support their show as they... Well, they bring it in. They bring it in. Later we've got uh wow, wow, we've got a whole group of folks and I've set aside the entire day just for this occasion, just for these group of shows. I will be in every single one of the shows today. I have cleared my calendar. And let's hope you have too. All right. So let's move on over to Uh, Southern Sense, Annie the Radio Chick, I hope you've told all your friends because I've told all mine. And you know what? I've bribed folks. I've threatened. I've uh, threatened to expose a couple of people. You know, I've got video. I've got, uh, you know, I've got audio. I've got it all. And so I've got some people coming. But that's not the reason why they're going to show. Well, not really. But they'll be there. And so should you. All right, let's let's bring it home and let's move on out of here with my main man, Ray Charles, bringing it home and putting it down for us because no one can say it better. No one can sing it better. America the Beautiful. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. God bless you. God bless the uh, – not listening tonight, this afternoon. <laughs> God bless you. God bless the United States of America, and let's continue on and roll on with this tribute. On this day, 9-11-2012, we're out. Liberate
Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. by any of the 108 Atlanta-area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores, where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 